I'm Sandra Smith. I'm Brett Baer. I'm Ainsley Earhart. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020. I'm Trey Yinkst. With a COVID-19 vaccine expected to be distributed this month, there are new questions about who will get the first doses. Disagreements on how the, 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 the doses are being allocated, for instance, um, you know, someone saying, well, I'm more important than this group and I should have top priority. So it's going to be uh, a bit tricky. This is the Fox News Rundown, Evening Edition. The Pfizer coronavirus vaccine is set to be approved by the Food and Drug Administration next week. The American-made drug was given the green light today in the United Kingdom, starting a discussion about who will get the vaccine first. Moderna announced this week it has also applied for emergency use authorization with the FDA, meaning Americans could see multiple vaccines roll out this month. I think that it's going to be all eyes on uh, the FDA here in the United States. This is Fox News correspondent Casey Stiegel. As we await for not only the Pfizer candidate, which was submitted first, uh, they they applied for the emergency authorization use first. And then um, we found out this week that Moderna was applying um, as well. And so they were just a little bit behind Pfizer. So it it looks as if, uh, you know, officials are saying that there could be an approval in, in a matter of weeks and uh, the federal government also saying that uh, that they would be able to ship out vaccines within 24 hours uh, after it is officially approved for emergency use. So if that's the case and we are uh, on track with the data uh, matching up and, and the, the review process that the FDA is going to go through with these two different formulas made by two different companies, uh, they vary a little bit uh, in terms of the way they're administered and the way they have to be stored. But no less, uh, the, when you start to hear scientists saying phrases like light at the end of the tunnel. This is the beginning of the end of the pandemic. And those are words that are not being used by pundits, but actual government officials, also scientists. Uh, that's certainly encouraging when, when you look at how this, this virus and this disease is ravaging not just the United States, but, but the globe, uh, for that matter. It, yeah, it's exciting news. And I mean, you've seen it firsthand covering this story in the u.s just all of the bad news that people have had to consume the death the despair the overwhelmed hospitals and now as you know this light at the end of the tunnel but it does bring up the next part of the story right i don't think that any state no matter where you live whether it's california missouri or, or florida no one's going to argue that Healthcare workers, you know, don't don't deserve the top priority, and also high risk populations like like people living in nursing homes and congregate settings. And it seems to be that most of the states uh, really have sort of implemented very very similar measures that mirror what was uh, voted on yesterday with the CDC advisory uh, committee, the special committee. Um, we're going to see healthcare workers. Uh, we're going to see emergency medical services, so EMTs, paramedics. Uh, here in Texas, for example, there is a specific push for uh, healthcare workers that are working and dealing directly with individuals infected with COVID. So it even classifies, you know, certain levels of 
uh, medical worker uh, that would be given the top priority. Um, so most of the states have mirrored what the federal government is doing is in terms of advising uh, or getting their own advisory uh, panels together. So, so states are getting their top infectious disease doctors and their their health officials, and they're coming together and and had to submit their plans, in fact, to the federal government for their distribution um, rollout by the first of November. So, back around Halloween, that was happening. Uh, they were getting the, that information submitted to the federal government on how every state plans to, to roll out the vaccine and, and who's given priority. And again, there seems to be, you know, much agreement in terms of healthcare workers, people that are dealing directly with patients infected with COVID, nurses, doctors working on the COVID units inside hospitals that are just bursting at the seams in some places. I mean, record uh, number of hospitalizations. So this is exciting, but, but it's also a bit, we need to also pump the brakes a little bit here because we need to realize that again the moment that this is approved if the federal government does so um, there's still going to be a limited number uh, of initial doses in fact uh, officials from Operation Warp Speed have indicated that there would be about 6.4 million doses of the vaccine sent out to all 50 states. Uh, and so while 6.4 million is certainly better than zero, uh, there are a whole lot more people that need to be uh, inoculated with this and, and so that they can be protected. So uh, while we say that there's light at the end of the tunnel, we still have a very long portion of the tunnel to get through, although it is exciting when you talk about where we were three months ago and there seemed to be no end at all in sight. You, you raise a good point that this is a new chapter in the pandemic, but not an immediate solution. People will still have to socially distance. They'll still have to wear masks. Life will start returning to normal, but it will just start. It, it will be a, a very long process until the majority of Americans will even have access to this vaccine and then raises the question of not only who will get it, but will there be a significant portion of, of populations that is unwilling to get it? And then the issues that come along with that, if people will be able to travel, uh, be able to go into restaurants eventually without proving that they have been vaccinated, now that we are, I like the way you put it, at this uh, chapter of the pandemic, um, you know, hopefully we're going to write the conclusion real, real soon. But uh, we, do, we do have another few chapters to get through. And I, I think that uh, what we have to consider is that there are a record number of Americans hospitalized with this virus. And we have also been doing a lot of reporting about the Thanksgiving holiday. And, you know, despite the CDC's uh, warnings and, and asking people to stay at home and not get together with households, you know, other than their own, uh, we still saw a record number of people traveling. Uh, TSA logged you know, more than a million passengers on Sunday, the, the highest number since the pandemic began. Um, a, a large a majority of people got on, in their cars and drove places and, and went uh, to outside of their states to visit with family and celebrate the holiday. And, and what we know about the, the disease 
and the way it progresses in, and timelines um, is that there there are there are lags. So you have the point of infection, then you can have three to five days after that exposure. You may still be asymptomatic, but yet shedding the virus. In other words transmitting it to other people and you have no sniffle or sore throat and you're walking around transmitting it uh, until perhaps you come down with symptoms and you go get a positive test or uh, until you you're you run the course uh, and so that's what's scary about this is that uh, it's still certainly uh, killing a lot of people and, and a lot of people are hospitalized and, and those are family members and uh, you know we're expecting surges increased surges, a surge upon a surge, really, Dr. Fauci, I I believe, said uh, after this Thanksgiving holiday travel, because so many people went out. It's it's rough. California projects that that it could be out of ICU beds uh, before Christmas. So we we still have some very dark days ahead, unfortunately, and uh, that is the reality. But, But as we are moving through these dark days, certainly we're just holding on to that light at the end of the tunnel that is the vaccine and then eventual distribution. You've been listening to Fox News correspondent Casey Stiegel. We'll be right back. I guess my last question has to do with vaccines and and where the U.S. could run into problems. We talk about medical workers getting this vaccine first, and then you figure there will be a percentage of the population immunosuppressed, elderly who will get the vaccine in order to ensure that they're safe because they are this high-risk population. The next group of people, though, I mean, where do we see this going and and what are some of the potential shortcomings and controversies that could arise from vaccine distribution? Well, I think that, uh, you know, this is going to be getting your hands on gold uh, and, and everyone you know, for the most part, wants a uh, a piece of this, and and they want this vaccine. So these are going to be very precious resources that are going to be doled out. Uh, and clearly, when when you have something that uh, everyone is clamoring for, there could be uh, issues that arise with disagreements on how the the the, the doses are being allocated. For instance, um, you know someone saying, well, I'm more important than this group, and I should have top priority. So it's going to be uh, a bit tricky. Uh, you also, you know, want, uh, when you talk about most at-risk populations, data shows us that that is uh, minority communities, uh, and, and, and oftentimes that is tied directly to lower-income uh, individuals. And so we want to make sure, of course, that, that those uh, folks have the same opportunities and, and can receive the same dosing, if not given a higher priority, uh, than others because they're so greatly impacted by this virus. So we're going to just have to wait and see how many doses uh, were given. Uh, you know, again, when we talk about this this 6.3 million uh, dose number, uh, you know, that does that include the, the Pfizer uh, only? Uh, does that now not include Moderna with announcing this week that, that it too is seeking the emergency use authorization? So there are still just so many sort of unanswered questions that, that people have. Well, it's, it's certainly a unique story and a unique time to be covering that story. 
Fox News correspondent Casey Stiegel joining us today on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition podcast. Casey, thank you for your time. Thanks, Trey. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Listen to the all-new Brett Bear podcast featuring Common Ground, in-depth talks with lawmakers from opposite sides of the aisle, along with all your Brett Bear favorites like his all-star panel and much more. Available now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.